0: Thank you for downloading this podcast, and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies, and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production, and please subscribe. Thanks. Hi, and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, and we are day two at InfoSec. At our cafe it's uh, it's pretty pretty amazing really um yeah still here still got lots of uh, really interesting really exciting people coming on today um yeah so uh, so stay tuned and without further ado i'm going to uh, i'm going to hand it over to the person to you
1: i'm with Zubair janjuar from checkpoint he's one of the channel managers um just hijacked him at infosec so you've literally walked in the door
0: Literally walked in the door just behind yourself, actually.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, that was, that happened. Um, and so you had to walk quite
0: through the building, walk past lots of stands. First impressions? Uh, busy, busier than normal, which is a good start. I mean, InfoSec tends to speed up later on in the day, especially on the first day. But it's 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 uh, it's quite busy in here, and there's a lot more vendors than normal. So uh, yeah, it's a nice atmosphere. Excellent, and what are you hoping to get out of it? Um, I guess ideally, just look around, see what other players are in the market are you know producing, what's out in the market, what's new, what's fresh, um, where checkpoint stands, and I guess understand the difference between our products and what else is out there. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of key vendors here today as well, so it's understanding their latest and greatest as well. Amazing. Thanks, Zoobs. No worries. Have fun. And I have managed to round up. Some of the well, the the top brass of our NetSec division. I think I think we could can we safely say that?
2: Well, at least one of us is.
0: Well, that's very nice of you to say. Thank you very much, Ed. But you know, so let's uh, let's introduce everyone and then we'll have a quick chat about why you know what we feel that like the day's been. So, to my uh, to my left,
2: I am Ed Callicher. I am responsible for the convergence business inside Arrow. Fantastic.
1: Hello, I'm Alison Nixon, and I'm responsible for the Intel Security, FireEye, and Gemalto businesses at Arrow.
0: Awesome.
3: And I'm John Dams, and I'm UK and Ireland Managing Director for Network and Security. Oh, we need, a, we need like a drum roll for that. We should, we should have had a pause, drum roll in. So, guys, thank you very much. Now, I
0: think i going to take a couple of minutes of your time, but what I wanted to ask you was, what have you guys got out of today? You know, do you feel it's been valuable? You know, what, what does InfoSec mean to, to our business, really, and to, and to your vendors specifically?
3: Well, I think this is probably our 10th year we've done this. And I think we used to have a um, stand at the event, which proved, was very successful at times. But taking feedback from our top partners and vendors, I think it was good to try and get a place where you could get away from the show. You come to this sort of environment, you could relax, you could be in an informal environment with our key vendors and partners. And talking just in a, a networking environment. And I think today's been really good for the first day. It's been very busy during the lunch period, obviously 12 to 3 particularly, yep. and there's been some good, good conversations going around. You know, I think when I spoke to our vendors here and the partners, they found it really, really useful. I think it's nice to get away from the, the hustle and bustle of what InfoSec is.
0: Yeah, so InfoSec, from what I can understand, is absolutely insanely busy. Uh, is it still Europe's biggest uh, sort of security expo, enterprise security expo?
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, I, definitely, I, I think it is, and I think this year in particular is, is a stark difference inside Olympia, of just how busy it has got yeah. in, in recent years. I think there's the growth of the new vendors as well, the emerging vendors with this, uh, the digital revolution and what's happening there. Mm-hmm. I think that um, you know, it is real different and it's really good to see just how busy it is this it, year.
2: It's also good to see the, the vendors going big. You know, for a long time over the last number of years, some of the stand sizes haven't been fantastic. Yeah, we're seeing I talked to from today that there was a fewer vendors of the bigger size, but their stand size was huge. So it's good to see them back in the event and, and really being there in force. And what about
0: some of our Oh sorry, I've got go on, I was gonna go to the blue coat
1: stand? Amazing.
0: Who's got a someone told me there's a there's a helicopter simulator in all sorts? I saw a sort of
2: race car simulator, lots of lightsabers. Didn't see a helicopter, unfortunately. Ah, Alex must have been lying to
0: me. Um, so, I mean, what about some of our smaller, sort of more startup, not startup, but sort of our emerging technologies Are they well represented as well? And-
2: Absolutely. So for a lot of my vendors, um, people like Gigamon Pulse, who aren't necessarily uh, brand names you'd think about straight away, but have a very unique place in the market, are all represented at Infosec. Brilliant. And having spoken to them all this morning, they've all had a, a great first day. Um, I think they'll, that'll only get better tomorrow, and then Thursday I think everything will tail off. Um, but hey, abs- absolutely, they've, they've found good people coming to the stands, good resellers coming to the stands, and being at the show has really raised their presence.
0: So, what do you think the value to the channel is of, of the InfoSec event? Where, why do you think a channel partner should take the time out of the diary to uh, to come and attend? I mean, do you think it's uh, do you think it's, Valuable opportunities that can be gleaned? Do you think it's good to go and meet new vendors?
3: Yeah, I'd say probably both those, Dave. I think if you look at it over how it's changed over I and it's probably evolved. Before, it was much more maybe student environment. I think what I saw today was a lot of um, good end user customers there. When I spoke to our key vendors and some of our more emerging vendors, they were saying they had some really good conversations with proper end users, which I think is good. I think it's, it's, it seems that the first day it was a lot more busy than what it has been before, you know, from a foot traffic wise. And I think from the vendors, what they get out of it is, I think, as Ed's mentioned there, you know, it's bigger this year. You know, some of the vendors have seen before have gone big. I think mm. that's good to get your brand out there more as well. And again, when we've seen it from our partner community, there's, it's, it's a good networking event. Yeah. You know, and again, when we talk about, we talk about solutions, certainly. I think today in this restaurant where we've had it, we've had two or three vendors with partners, and they're talking about how they can work collaboratively together. That's really good to hear that in that environment yeah. as well.
0: Absolutely. And obviously that's the key, isn't it? So we can bring... Multiple vendors together because surely our job is to be that broker of those those multiple vendors into that solution. That's really, really positive to hear. So, from a from a sort of um, outcome perspective for for the vendors that we all represent, you know, do you think that they're going to be happy with with what they've seen? And obviously, one of the interesting things I always find about InfoSec is it's uh, it's considerably longer than a lot of the uh, tech events that we have. So, if I look at World Cloud Expo; it's two days. If I look at Cloud Expo it's at Europe; it's two days. This is three. You know, that period of time, does it sustain the footfall for, for all three days? In in as as you've seen in the past, is it I think
2: traditionally the day three is it's a lot quieter than the first two mm-hmm. days. Um, and that's definitely what the vendors <clears throat> who I spoke to today were, were suggesting that would happen. In fact they're just trying to arrange meetings on the third day to try and film this <laughs> area. One guy said, Please come and grab me for, for an hour because it means I can get off the stand I'll be in here for two days, it'll be fantastic. That's that's certainly what I would expect to see. Yeah. But there is a lot of stuff there, you know. So from a from an attendee point of view, to get round the whole show to have meaningful conversations with people you know, it's kind of easy, you know. But for people you don't know or people you might find interest, it's a lot to take in. So more than one day is definitely where, and the three days just gives you that
0: flexibility of being able to go,
5: yeah, whenever you want. Definitely. Okay, well,
0: guys, thank you very, very much. It's great to get the opinion from the top of the business, and uh, yeah. Thank you very much, and we'll speak to you again soon, I'm sure, on our bandwidth. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. much. Cheers, guys.
1: I'm with Craig Shepherd, who works at Fight Security Partnerships. uh, First day of Infosec. So, first impressions?
4: Uh, Busy. Good busy? Uh, I think so, yeah. Lots of new vendors as well.
1: Cool. So, what do you try and get out of the event?
4: Um, Networking more than anything else. Pick up on some new vendors, and that's about it.
1: Cool. And have you got a particular agenda, or are you just going to wander around and see what comes to you?
4: Wander around, see what comes, and then head over to our bar and socialise with network with customers when they're having downtime.
1: Excellent. See you later for a beer.
4: Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, hi, and welcome to day two at Infosec. And I'm very, very lucky to be uh, gathered round by the support team services, support services team, should I say, of, our, uh, of Arrow. So, if you'd like to introduce yourself, starting by my left.
6: Hi, I'm Catherine Miller, and I am the Business Manager for Support Services.
4: Fantastic.
7: Hi, I'm Nellie Monkhouse, and I'm the BDM uh, external BDM for Support Services.
4: I'm Scott Dean, and I'm the internal BDM for Services.
7: I'm Catherine
6: Boyd, and I'm the Business Group Manager for Support Services.
0: Fantastic. So, I think uh, for all the listeners that don't know that we even do Support Services, what exactly do we do as Arrow?
6: Well... Uh, obviously, we um, support the services that were within our NetSec portfolio, yep. so um, ranging from telephone support, hardware replacement services, obviously there's professional services involved, consultants, <coughs> installation, um, and testing services.
0: So how does the channel actually engage with us? I mean, how do we work with the channel to essentially take these to market? Is this a...
6: We work in two, we- two ways. We either work directly or support directly end users or we can work through the reseller if they want to take first line calls um, and keep sort of that continuity of, um, and, and contact with their customers. Mm.
0: Um, That's it? Yeah. Brilliant. Hey, in a nutshell, why not? So you're not just on to sort of uh, plug what you do at Arrow. You're also <laughs> on to do day two of the quiz. Yeah! Okay. Excellent. So, um, this is called Fern's Stats Are Always Right. Uh, yesterday it was, um, yeah, it was fun. I think it's probably the best way to put it, producer <laughs> Julie.
4: It was indeed
0: fun. Yeah. I'll try not to drop but the cards drop and, drop the and basically cards. give away the entire order of the uh, higher and lower. Um, and, I've yeah. seen
6: the king. <laughs> you see, oh, God. She's done it again. showing us all now. I'm
0: just a disaster. So, anyway, basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a number of stats. And you need to tell me if the previous one was higher or lower. Yeah, if the previous one was higher or lower. Okay. It's a pretty simple game, right? So far. So mm-hmm. far. Yeah. You can watch me make this fantastically complicated. So, let's start with question number one Was the cost of security breaches to the UK, UK organisations higher or lower? In 2015 than in 2014. Higher,
7: higher, 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 higher. 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 <laughs> higher.
0: Five it's a jack that doesn't mean anything, but yes, it was higher. Yeah,
8: <laughs> hey. this
6: is a brilliant game. So it
0: was from 600k <laughs> to 1.5 million Ooh. in 2014, and from and in 2015 it was 1.46 million to 3.1 million. Wow, an increase of over 144%. That's a good
8: Good
0: They only get better. They only get better. So, compared to one hundred and forty-four percent, the cost of breaches to small businesses in the UK was higher or lower? Higher. L- I'd say lower. I'm going to say lower. Yeah, I would. Lower. The cost to small
6: businesses. Cost. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the
0: cost of small was the cost to small businesses higher or lower than large businesses?
6: Lower. Yeah. I'd say lower. <coughs> lower.
0: Yay! Yay! I don't get. the car thing is I think I might. I know Hannah's gonna kill me, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna no, count the them. cards.
3: You can't go off the
0: cards. Oh, I might have to. It's very. A it's reason. very visual for 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 something we listen to. <laughs> so it doesn't really. Radio facing. Yeah. Hey ho. Onwards upwards. Oh, yeah. Right. So yeah, it was fifteen percent. <laughs> so from one hundred forty-four to fifteen percent. So compared to fifteen percent, higher or lower? How many respondents? Didn't evaluate their security expenditure in fif- in 2015. How many didn't even evaluate because higher, of
7: um, higher, yeah, higher, definitely. Did we write these questions? Yeah, I think I know where these might.
6: These come are from. <laughs> these
0: are from the UK government 2015 information security breaches yeah. survey yeah, in association again. with PwC and information security. I think Europe. we've
6: got copies of this yeah. from previous years. Brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, you, brilliant. you should, absolutely you no excuse. Right.
0: There. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. It's higher. It's a uh, 26 percent of res- respondents did not evaluate their security. Mm. Terrifying, really. Um, okay, so compared to 26%, higher or lower, how many respondents didn't evaluate their security expenditure in 2014? So that was 2015. So 26% of people didn't evaluate their security in 2015. Mm-hmm. In the previous year, was it higher or lower? So, so as, lower. as years have decreased, yeah. have people become more or less
1: i have become I've
6: more aware more aware. Yeah, they've become become more aware. aware. they need to so I'm, I'm so pleased I've got higher, people who yeah. actually understand what the yeah. Hell yeah. I'm talking the about. So, the, yeah. Yeah. so in 2014, it would be higher yeah. than in yeah. 2015.
0: It and was lower. Oh. 33% did not look at their... That's a trick question. question. I, I would have, have said lower. Oh, well, <laughs> oh <laughs> You're one of these people that when you're playing <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, stone, yeah, you're exactly. like slightly <laughs> slower so you can just see what's going on. You're like, oh, paper, I'm going to do scissors. All right, so compared to 33%, higher or lower, respondents currently invest in or plan to invest in threat intelligence? Higher or lower than 33% of, of the channel? Or higher. 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 Yeah,
7: higher.
0: Yeah. Well, they should. Yeah. Well, they plan yeah. to. Yeah. We can all plan to, so yeah, higher. Oh, they should do, yeah, definitely. 63% is oh. higher. Good people. So compared to 63%, 63%, higher or lower, how many respondents had security or data breaches in 2014 Relating to cloud computing higher. services. Lower.
7: lower. 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 It was less cloud, maybe, at that point. Well, we'll go with lower. <laughs> we could be wrong.
0: <laughs> lower. Yes. It's only 7% of organizations reported data breaches due to cloud services. I'm pretty happy with that.
6: Yeah. That's,
0: yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Um, OK, so compared to 7%, higher or lower, how many organizations had security breaches involving smartphones or tablets? Is Ooh. it higher? With smartphones and tablets higher than cloud services.
7: So what was it, 7%? Higher. We are currently at 7% higher. In, in this year? 2014. Oh, sorry. He okay. doesn't
0: actually say. So well, let's so go with 2015. 2015 that's when the survey was conducted. I'd say higher, yeah. You're yeah. correct. It's yeah. higher. It's 15%. Well, it's not
7: mobile, bad, right?
0: though, is it? 15%. No, it's not disastrous. Yeah. No, I'm happy with that. Uh, so, I don't know why I'm happy. Well, um, I'm
6: glad you're happy. Be happy. happy. No, why not? Happy day. Oh. Be happy.
0: Exactly. We're in for a sec. Why not? Um, <laughs> So compared to 15%, higher or lower, how many respondents changed their business as a result of their worst data breach?
7: Higher. Mm,
6: so, sure. right, so
0: 15% of people said, well, sorry.
6: 15% said they had data breaches.
0: Yeah. yeah. Is it higher than they actually changed their business to, hope to hopefully so, yeah. mitigate yeah, You'd like to think so. Yeah.
6: It should be 100%. It should be 100% mm. of those 15%.
0: It's only 11%. Really? <laughs> wow. wow. Oh,
7: silly I don't think people take action. More
0: fooled than they do. I think that's the reality, yeah. right? Yeah.
7: They don't take action. You should phone us. They should phone us and we can help Por them. action. <laughs> Give them there some
0: advice. Go. There you go. Um, so, higher or lower than, so that was 11% of respondents actually mm. changed their business. I would have thought as well, if you were filling out a survey, you would probably think like higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I would mm. definitely take advantage of mm. all that information. Oh, hey, hey. Um, okay, so compared to eleven percent, how many respondents have never briefed their board on security risks? That's I an think interesting higher. one. I,
7: I think it'd be high. Mm. Never higher
0: than eleven percent. Yeah. So Yeah, Congratulations, it is high. But only fourteen percent actually brief their board on security risks. Wow. That's, ter- yeah,
7: that's very terrible. That is, that's terrible. That's terrible. The man at the top doesn't know what's going on.
0: Precisely. Well I, I think there's a certain sort of uh, apprehension to telling people because they scare them. Or be you know, as a security, as a, as a CISO, you can almost seem out of control of your own network. You say, oh, there's all these breaches, he's going to go, well, just fix them, I don't care. Is mm. that?
6: It might get more money. It might get more money for that. Or he
0: might get sacked because they might say, um, well, yeah. you know, you should be fixing these things. Sometimes. I'm
6: an optimist, he'd get more money. Yeah. To invest well, more in security.
0: There you go. <laughs> and spend it with us. Okay, so compared to 14%, higher or lower, how many organizations provide ongoing security awareness training for their staff?
7: Oh, lower, lower
0: than 15%. Oh, I would no, have said
7: higher.
0: No. It's the last question, um, by way, so we training. can really ponder oh. Oh. on this. C- okay.
7: Ongoing training, security training yeah. for their staff.
0: Yeah.
7: What does it encompass? Uh, I'm sorry, the, there, isn't, there isn't vast
0: <laughs> quantity of detail on, on these. It's one line. I, I think higher, hi. hi. I really do.
7: Could, could it oh. be stuff to do with, uh, for example, ISOs, you know, like where you just like kind of walk in the building and you, you, know, how bars, you know, using that? Yeah, or it could be anything. You, oh, know, okay. how,
4: you know how Maybe we have to do our. It could our, be uh, web based training. We have to do our yeah, online training. It could, yeah, be, so yeah. I, I it could think be lower higher. then. It could yeah. be lower yeah. then. Yeah, I do. Right. So should we're be
7: with? higher. Should be higher, yeah. Higher. I'll just go against the grain, shall I? Lower.
0: Higher. <laughs> I think higher. You are is higher. Oh, 72% of surveyed organizations. Actually, invest in security training. That's High fives all around. That's good There we go. Yeah, and that's it. Thank you very, very Thank much. You. Thank you for having Thank us. You. No, you are more than welcome. You do a fantastic job for Arrow, and uh, yeah, let's let's crack Thank on you. and keep it going. Thank so you. brilliant. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
4: Bye.
0: Okay,
1: so I'm with Jonathan Smith on the Juniper stands. Your first impression so far?
4: Yeah, it's very good turnout. Very busy. We've seen a lot of interest in our uh, offerings, which today we're showing our Sky Advanced Threat Protection which is a, a cloud-based threat protection sandbox environment to look for zero-day threats, um, all cloud driven. Um, we've also got our virtual SRX security director which is um, the latest and greatest with all the uh, the, the newest um, interface that's been developed um, for ease of use.
1: Excellent, excellent thanks. And what are you guys trying to get out of the day?
4: We're just going to try and chat to, to uh, people as they come on, show them our new offerings, and just to see um, and understand um, what type of environments they're coming from, what sort of um, security products they're, they're interested in. Excellent. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Okay, we're back, and uh, got another two people sitting in front of me. And I'm also, I'm pleased to say, I'm also joined by my newest, favoritist co-host. <laughs> Sorry, Rich, you've been, uh, you've been pushed out. Alex. Hi. That's me.
5: So, guys, first and foremost, what's your name? Where did you come from? So, I am Mina Yanni, uh, one of the enterprise account managers at Kaspersky Lab UK. Awesome. Um, only been here two months, so the brain's a little bit of a sponge at the moment. Wow, so yeah. Soaking everything in, as you can imagine. I can only imagine, yeah. Previous reseller for just under five years, sold a lot of it while I was there, and then made the transition. Awesome to Venderland. Yeah. yeah.
9: Fantastic. Uh, I'm Slaney, uh, part of the same team as Mina, Enterprise Account Management. Brilliant. I've uh, been with Kaspersky Need three years now.
0: So I'm going to start with a, with, a, with a question that probably you get asked all the time. Kaspersky, um, in sort of my, well, I think not my view, but I think the, the industry's view, uh, has a bit of a freemium flavor to it. So what is... Um, how does it play in the enterprise space? How does it really sort of differentiate itself and, and lose that freemium sort of uh, brand and, and sort of uh, image?
9: Yeah, I think you might, you might be fair to say that there's, there's actually, um, I mean, a lot of our time is actually spent educating a lot of our partners mm. and, our, and our customers. We do have uh, a portfolio that's huge outside of endpoint solutions and, and things like virtualization solutions so uh, for us we have some very specific solutions we sell into things like financial sectors um, you might have seen some of this information um, a sort of week ago when you met Eugene at, a, at our financial event yeah. um, products such as Kaspersky Fort prevention you know, threat intelligence feeds there are a number of different enterprise focused products um, that we're we'll bringing across the market
8: oh,
0: fantastic fantastic so I mean What's, uh, what's a good customer? What do are, what are the technologies look like inside of the, uh, the portfolio? So you said you mentioned a few, but I mean, how how you put them together? How does it turn into a solution? What's the, uh, what's the sort of, how do you go to market? So it's really kind of,
9: uh, I think really for us as a, a massive USP for Kaspersky is our intelligence and is our research capability. Yeah. Um, kind of our proportion of, of staff are really geared up towards R&D. So if you look at our kind of employee count, we're about 3,500 and actually almost up to a half of those guys are within R&D, so they're constantly developing the products, and we're investing a lot of money and time back into making okay. these products more, more focused, if you like.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. So, I mean, coming on to the more general sort of uh, the show and things, how have you, uh, have you found it? Have you, been, have you had to walk around in for a sec? Have you had the, uh, the sheep dip that is?
5: Yeah, yeah, so we were there um, in and out of meetings yesterday, yeah. but um, it was good. It's, it's a lot busier today yeah. than it was. Obviously, the, the sun brings a lot of people out as well, which is always good. Um, but it's good you know director level people there ch- yeah. CISOs all over the place and stuff so you know less students as well which is always good um, yeah I'd heard about it. Heard that it was students handing out CVs in the past yeah yeah They're, uh, they usually do come on the Thursday everybody ends <laughs> up going out on a big night out on the Wednesday so you'll see a few of them
0: <laughs> so,
5: um, so what technologies have you
0: seen uh, in and around the show that you've been impressed with what, what are, you know, sort of what um, what things are sort of emerging in, in the security world in your opinion? What, you know, what are you seeing customers demanding?
9: Um, so I did actually try and go and take a look at some of um, the kind of behavioural analysis or monitoring, if you like, technologies yeah. which quite interest me. Um, things like Observe IT, um, other kind of monitoring tools to actually look at um, behaviours and look at anomalies yeah. within... Um, so UBA stuff, the yeah. user behavioural analytics. So yeah, that sort of stuff is, is really kind of on my radar at the moment. I think it's quite important to... Um, necessarily sort of monitor what's actually happening and identify when something malicious or out of ordinary happens so yeah i think that's quite a quite an interesting topic
0: yeah brilliant brilliant
1: so I'm just going to interrupt because I've just been handed a phone and I'm going to interrupt. I love it. This
0: is like a proper sort of uh, breaking news. Breaking yes. news. Breaking
1: news. There should be like a little banner rolling across the screen. I knew so she was I've just seen an email from uh, your side saying that great news. Kaspersky won the best enterprise security solution at this year's SC Awards. Yep. that was last night. That's so that was we two there. years <laughs> in a row. Are oh, you were there? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. So you can Our give me the verdict. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, brilliant. Messy do
9: it was good actually yeah. Uh, yeah? I
5: yeah it was very long they do 28 awards wow oh, yeah. was it,
0: uh, yeah.
9: brilliant awards did you
1: keep the clapping up or was it fading it faded yeah. fading down. I think they
5: said everyone had to do a Jäger bomb during in-, in between each award as well so 28 Jägerbomb no bombs. I, wasn't <laughs> <laughs> I was a joke I was going to say Nine. I'd be on the floor <laughs> big bill as well sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,
0: so winning that sort of award you know that really is a bit of a statement about you know the enterprise capabilities of, of Kaspersky you know is that something you guys are going to leverage and sort of use to your advantage in, in the future?
9: Yeah, I think, and kind of in all honesty, I think that those types of awards are, uh, in my opinion, more sort of channel focused and, and people recognise them more in channel mm. uh, opposed to, you know, customers. Yeah. Uh, I think when you look at things like Gartner, the IDCs and Forrester's, that's kind of where you, our customer base go and look at. Um, so whilst we feature within all of those publications, we, we do urge our customers to test this in slightly different ways. Um, so we push them towards looking at independent testing.
0: Okay, brilliant. Well, guys, thank you very, very much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And uh, are you back to the show now, or are you done for the day? We or are indeed. Yeah. Back to the show? Yes, we are, yeah. yeah.
9: Enjoy. Thanks thank very much for having oh, us. Really appreciate
0: it. Thank, thank you very much. much. Cheers, Cheers hey Thank you.
1: So I'm with Tim Watson from Skybox. We're at their stand, which has got a pretty cool helicopter on it. I'm not sure why we've got a helicopter. Tim, why have you got a helicopter?
8: So what Skybox does is enables organizations to get a, a helicopter view, of what we call their attack surface, which is essentially their network. Um, and we are offering people free goes on our helicopter simulator.
1: Wow. Right there. That's pretty
8: cool. It is very cool, actually. It's very hard. <laughs> I lasted about 10 seconds. Oh, and God. And veered off into a bush. What,
1: without crashing?
8: Uh, didn't even get through the hoops. So you essentially go through hoops, um, and I didn't get through any hoops.
1: Wow, okay. So, um, and what do I win?
8: You win um, some real helicopter flights.
1: That's pretty oh, that's cool. Amazing, that's pretty cool. I think I might spend some time on this you stand. do that, definitely. <laughs> Thank you very much.
8: Okay.
0: Cheers. And we're back. So I'm, uh, I'm joined across the studio by two, uh, two chaps who, uh, who I've met in the past, who I know now. Uh, would you like to introduce yourselves?
10: Hi, yeah. I'm Dale Febler from F5. I'm a systems engineer that works in the channel department uh, to sort of work with the likes of Arrow and all the partners we're sort of onboarding around our technology solutions.
8: Perfect. And I'm Gary Nudd from Arrow ECS. I look after F5 as a business development manager. So I work alongside Dale in onboarding those new partners and, and sort of building them up to be very capable around our technology. Perfect,
0: perfect. So, I would ask why you're at Infosec, but I think that's a bit of a redundant question. Um, so I'm gonna, I'll start with another question. What have, you, uh, what have you seen at the show this year? What's what's interesting? What's exciting?
10: So it's definitely a different sort of uh, atmosphere this year. There seems to be a little bit sort of more buzz around than there was last year, although the market really, you know, across the board is, is a bit slow and a bit sort of unsure where we are. Uh, with everything going on in the government and stuff as well at the moment trying to know what businesses are going to look for over the next few years is a bit of a challenge Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people creating sort of very creative ways uh, to try and mitigate against the sort of most sort of modern threats so it's interesting to kind of sort of go around and see uh, the variety of messaging from people that kind of do some of the same sort of solutions but just sort of advancing their capabilities and their reach around that so
8: awesome I'm seeing a lot of uh, different vendors now are sort of branching out into into new sort of sectors. Uh, everyone's beginning to be sort of you know, more than just one product these days. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, you've got to be, haven't you? And the big, you know, the big play, obviously, in the big word is the solution or unified security and sort of how we take multiple elements and, and put them together so they can share information and become more intelligent. So, um, dialing into F5. So, Wayne, what are you guys, uh, what's, what's sort of big in, in the F5 world at the moment? What's, uh, what are the sort of big. Big buzzwords, what's coming down the line, if you can talk about any of that.
10: So, yeah, some of the most interesting stuff for us at the moment was a change we did last year where we started entering the world of sort of anti-fraud, uh, how we could help people sort of mitigate against web fraud from, from threats against their customer machines. So there's a, there's a big sort of trend within the, the vendors at Infosec around sort of probably 80% have some kind of focus or control on endpoint security. How can we protect against corporate-owned laptops, devices, and their connectivity? But there's not as much focus on, well, what happens when those people go home and they have devices and they connect to your organization's website and services and consume that? So it's how do we push that security, that control, out to unmanaged devices and how do we make sure that if they have sort of compromised threats, how can we sort of mitigate against them? So there's a lot of development we're doing in that space. Uh, We're also changing heavily our consumption model. We introduced sort of our our Silverline Cloud uh, offering a a couple of years ago, and that's really to sort of, as customers and organizations want to change the way they consume resources, they want to do things through subscriptions, through controllable methods, we need to make sure that we fit into that market and can play in that space as well. So it's an interesting change for how people traditionally acquired not just our technology but several other vendors and how they need to move to sort of a different way uh, of acquiring that and getting hold of those services
8: okay. We're well, also seeing a lot more of a push around the security, the other security uh, modules from F5, it's still quite widely regarded in the market space as a load balancer right or wrong um, we shouldn't just be thought about as a as load balancer, we are the market leader um, you know Gartner recognises that, um, but we should so many customers don't understand how many other areas that we can help mm. them and secure their infrastructure. And that would be one of the things I'd like to hope more more people understand from the show, okay. go into the F5 stand and understand just, you know, everything that we can do for them. Brilliant. So, I mean, um, one of
0: the things that's come up over and over again um, on these podcasts uh, in the last two days has been ecosystem and how, you know, what... You know your ecosystem looks like as far as your um, other vendors you're working with, complementary products, competition, that sort of stuff. So, I mean, um, as far as F5 is concerned, what are the big sort of uh, complementary vendors that you guys are working with?
10: Yeah, I think that's, you know, you hit the nail on the head there, Dave. You know, we, I've been at F5 now for sort of three years, and what I notice more and more as the time goes on is the sort of integration and interaction we have with other vendors people that we would have traditionally seen as competition Mm -hmm. and we all keep everyone at arm's length. Uh, And now this year working with uh, the likes of Arrow is actually sort of going into joint meetings and thinking, right, what can we do with Checkpoint? What can we do with other firewall vendors? How can we work closer with VMware and Cisco around SDN solutions? So some of the big sort of drivers for that from the other vendors coming to us is our capability to handle and inspect SSL traffic. So as more of the sort of internet changes to that model of consumption, it causes a problem for all these security vendors that want to do the deep packet inspection and get the visibility, they struggle to open some of that encrypted traffic up. So we're working with them, with the likes of FireEyes and ClearSwift around data leakage and visibility of information. And we'll work with some of the firewall vendors to make sure we can open and sort of show that information so they can make decisions about yeah. how they do traffic. So. It's a definitely changing time for us to work with distribution and those other vendors to go into partners and say, look, this is what a solution is. We're not fighting against that other vendor. We're trying to work with them to make a joint solution that the customer really needs. Exactly.
8: At the end of the day, nobody buys just an F5 to run their entire network. No. You know, an F5 does have to plug into lots of other technologies. And it's just it it plays nice if we have a working alliance with those. Yeah. Those and I must I ones. think
0: the, the, the organizations that embrace the ecosystem and embrace that sort of uh way of thinking are the ones that are gonna be successful going forward. I really do. I really do. Well guys Thank you very very much for coming on. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Well. And uh, are you are you around for the next two days Dale? Are you on the F5 stand for the next two days?
10: I am. I have the pleasure of being on the F5 stand. So, uh, you know, I like the, the variety of questions that we get asked uh, and working in the, the sort of channel side of the business. Any random questions people have kind of get filtered across to me as well. So, it's <laughs> it's always an interesting uh, an interesting day, especially the last day. Uh, to kind of see yeah, what's I going on. imagine
0: everyone's flagging like <laughs> hell by the last day.
10: But I have a bit of time this afternoon, so I'm going to spend my time at Infosec going around and speaking to other vendors and looking at other messaging and uh, and seeing what's going Played, on. and whether. Pl- Plagiarising?
8: I was going to say, is that code word for grabbing lots of freebies for the missus? Oh, sure, yes, that's uh, the other th- one, yeah.
10: There may, some, there may be some stuff to acquire. I've uh, heard there's not it so It's kind of understanding... You know, there's only so many words we can use to describe threats and mitigation, so there's a lot of overlap, especially within marketing and branding, so it's trying to spend a bit of time reading what those messages are, understanding how it relates to a technology, yeah. and then understanding how we get our messages right when we speak to people and say yeah I understand that this vendor works like this and then this is how we we would do things slightly different and work together all around possibly the same buzzwords but handled in different ways so I need to educate myself on what the rest of the market is doing. Sounds like a very
0: good use of your time It should be good yeah, look
10: forward to
8: it Brilliant. And Gary you around today, tomorrow? I'm around for the rest of today and this evening Um, but tomorrow unfortunately I'm with another partner So Um, I won't
0: be at InfoSec, sadly. Neither will I. So two days is my limit. I don't envy you, Dale, I'm going to be honest. And on that bombshell, thank you very much, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll speak soon. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, hi, guys. We are uh, back in uh, a much, much, much busier InfoSec restaurant, Um, as you can probably hear in the background. And I have been joined by two of our... uh, Our previous uh, co-hosts, Mr. Vince Payne and Mr. Paul Vaughan. How are we doing, guys?
4: Yeah, good. Good. Good to be here. I'm very good, and I'm
0: smiling this time. Hey, he's remembered every single time. Good man, good man. (laughs) So I want you guys to come on for one simple reason. You look after the software-defined workplace, Farrow, and and you head up all of that software-defined data center and workplace. Why are you here? What's, What's the... I know it's a stupid question, but... What has security got to do with software-defined workplace and all the good things that you, Mr. Vaughan, believe in and and Mm -hmm. sort of preach on a day-to-day basis? Well, it's got
11: everything to do with uh, information security. In fact, um, as you well know, I live and breathe a software-defined workplace um, world. Uh, Last week, I went down to Cape Town for a few days, uh, some of which I ended up working... um, on the beach uh, for one day at least anyway now here's the thing right I was sat sat in a coffee shop I was uh, preparing a uh, software defined workplace uh, presentation for for yesterday and um, I I was sort of stuck at one point and I put my earphones down and sort of sat and looked at the passers by and, and I thought you know these people just look innocent yeah they're just walking by but You know, who's walking by with, I don't know, some sort of NFC reader? Who's trying to socially engineer me by taking my eye off my laptop, you know, watching the passers-bys, you know, Mm. men and women in bikinis and bathers? And and then before I know it, my my laptop's gone or someone's seen something on my laptop. And I I thought, well, hold on, it's a good thing I had Fusion with a Windows build in there, encrypted. So I'm thinking, oh, actually, you know what? If they did take my laptop, that's fine. It's all encrypted. I was running File Vault, so it's encrypted. Yeah. Um, but then I thought, well, I've got a four a four G connection to some voter or some some sort of mobile carrier, and I thought, I wonder if if the tunnel that I've created is that secure? Can people jump into it? Is someone sitting around? And it was interesting that even though I was doing the software-defined workplace thing, I was really conscious of all the security elements floating around me and the potential for having that security breached. Yeah. So um, it was uh, quite fitting that uh, today and uh, tomorrow we are at InfoSec to look at that stuff, Um, looking at vulnerability scanning, look at all of those types of things. The interesting thing that I noticed at InfoSec is that there was nothing about physical security. Now, people are talking about social security and all of that, but, you know, just even just locking up your laptop somehow. I thought that, I mean, I know it's InfoSec, but...
0: they are missing a trick, there, do you?
11: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, from a...
0: So, obviously, uh, one of the really big sort of things that I think we as Arrow are becoming specialists in is the software-defined um, data center. So... You know, Vince, what have you, uh, what have you seen that's impressed you from a software-defined data center perspective and a sort of uh, software security capabilities? What's, what
4: have you seen so far that's really caught your eye? I think I was walking around and looking at a few of the, um, uh, the vendor stands, which there seems to be more and more of, incidentally. I think that's one of the talking points. I've never seen so many different vendor stands, I think, at one of these uh, events. Um, in terms of specific vendors, um, I guess from our perspective, it's, it's all around that software defined piece. So the integration of some of those vendors, so I was interested to in look at the checkpoint stand, seeing what they're doing in terms of some NSX uh, integration. Interested in some of the other guys like FireEye, that's a big name, you know, they make a big presence today. Um, it would be, like to, be nice to see you know, further integration into um, NSX and micro-segmentation with those guys. And so I'm just really kind of intrigued on um, that whole kind of integration piece and how, how we and Arrow and we work with some of those vendors and start you know building better solutions
11: um, for our partners. So we, I guess it's some of those things that really were uh, catching yeah. my eye. We d- we did say to each other there was a lot of talk and a lot of banners about vulnerability uh, protection and scanning mm. and stuff. It seems like. Um, the folks out there who want to get access to your stuff and your information, they're looking for where you're vulnerable because if you're vulnerable there, it's a weakness they can get in and somehow monetize the stuff that they can get from you, either through ransomware. some sort of malware, ransomware, or whatever it might be, just getting access to you know financial details and stuff. So, we did notice quite a bit of that type of um, vulnerability-aware yeah. uh, software and at least the taglines were there, whether or not they can do yeah, it and they're yeah. just jumping on a bandwagon at the moment. Yep, but yep. Uh, the taglines were there for sure.
0: Yeah, mm. I mean, I must admit, one of the uh, one of the real securities I can see transforming um, our industry going forward is that sort of self-aware, self-healing sort of... Um, Absolutely. I don't want to say AI, but sort of um,
11: machine-learned uh, yeah. security platforms. Yeah. Well, we, we were talking to one vendor upstairs. What was that a small vendor? Uh, doing silence. The, yeah, they were doing some sort of algorithmic thing yeah. where... It was more about um, trying to create some sort of artificial intelligence about yeah. what the vulnerability looks like, as opposed to oh, here's a signature. We already know the signature. Let's just go and find things that look like that.
0: Yeah. They won an award last night, actually, the security awards. Oh. Silence. Yeah. They oh yes,
11: uh, the, the award was sitting on the table, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Stuff. Okay. So I mean, I must have one of the things that I find fascinating is the whole evolution of um, of the threat landscape. And I was um, so I was on a video uh, filming thing this morning and uh, and one of the questions that the person asked me was um, what uh, yeah, how do we shrink the the threat um, how do we oh attack surface how do we shrink the attack surface I said you don't, you don't want to shrink the attack surface because as soon as you start to shrink the attack surface you limit the sort of flexibility of the organization Ooh. you want to increase the attack surface you just want to bring in technologies that help you to increase the attack surface. And when I say increase the attack surface I mean BYOD. So you know, that sort of thing, IoT, all those sorts of you know technologies, introducing all technologies that would have sort of um in the past been seen as, oh you know, that's another device we've got to manage, that's another insecure element of the network. And saying, hey, do you know what? Well, let's design technologies. Uh, and, and security platforms that help you to embrace that technology rather than, you know, your only way of mitigating it is to,
11: well, essentially not have it. Yeah. So, yeah,
4: no, I agree. I, agree.
11: I, I, I think I can see how that uh, makes sense to you. Um, perhaps the folks who are saying, let's d- decrease the attack surface, maybe they're talking about it from the perspective of uh, this this mindset of control. So if you can control things then clearly the smaller the domain of control is, the better it is for you, right? Yeah, of course. So if you've got this massive domain that you need to control, it becomes a problem. Mm. So that's why those words and the combination of those words into a thing like Mm. decrease the attack surface is so relevant to those folks. I'm saying if you can work away from this control element into another way of thinking about security and it's not about control, then maybe it actually doesn't matter how big the attack surface is because, Mm. you know either used through encryption yeah. or some other mechanism of protection. It won't really matter how big the service is.
0: And I suppose that brings me to another point, which is around um, you know, a methodology for security is the first thing you need to do is, is understand what's in your network, and the next thing you need to do is you need to prioritize what's valuable. Don't try and literally cover every single base on your network what's valuable, and absolutely put a, a walled garden around that, rather than saying, everything gets the same level of fantastic security because I believe, actually, that's probably a, 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 you know, a path to a kicking, should we say.
4: Mm. Well, I think you know, with security, like you are saying, you don't want to, um, I guess, create problems for yourself, but then you don't want to take away agility out of your business. No. So you, you, you need to be giving yeah, your, your, you know, your employees, uh, all the people who may you know, interact with your business in whatever way, you know, you need to give them the data, the yep. access, the secure yep. data, and the secure access to to what they need. Whether that's not the, the crown jewels or not, I mean, it may just be a matter of just having secure access. But it needs to be agile. It needs to be um, very simple. You know, easy to use. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think picking up on what you said about the AI piece earlier, I think that's really important. Uh, that's for me the really one of the really interesting yep. things. I think because that's the way we well, that security has to go because. All these threats um, are becoming more and more diverse. They're all building on one another. There's yep. a massive community of uh, these uh, groups of individuals who spend their lives making money out of you know divulging or creating issues for people, and that could be you yeah. know companies and individual people. So yeah,
0: the, I think we're gone of the days of what we used to term security through obscurity, mm. which is where you would essentially make it very very difficult. But anyway, yeah. Guys, mm. thank you very, very much. Really appreciate it. I hope you get a lot of value out of the rest of the show. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming back. And hey, next time when we're back in slightly somewhere slightly quieter, let's pick this up. That'd be really good. Cool. Sure. Thank awesome. You. Thanks, guys. Nice. Thanks bye, soon. Bye. bye bye. So I really hope you've enjoyed our two days at InfoSec. We've had uh, some great opinions, some really good interviews, and uh, and lots of fun. And I hope you've enjoyed it too. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're just going to wrap up now, and uh, we shall see you next Thursday. Thank you very much, and uh, goodbye.